Well, I'm Mel. And I'm Tosh. And welcome to our live episode of Mahogany Mammology. We are an online dialogue pertaining to the concerns and carefree parenting of black motherhood. Yes. And for our live episode, we would like to thank the following sponsor, New Hope Christian Academy. Hi. Um, I'm glad to be here, and first of all, I just want to thank uh, Mel and Tosh for uh, allowing us to be here. And uh, we are a small private Christian school in downtown Plano, and one of our desires as a school is to bring about change in the private school sector for diversity. We want to really encourage uh, people from all walks of life, uh, from different backgrounds to be a part of our school. Uh, we've only been a school for, this is our second year. We currently go from um, three months all the way up through fifth grade, and next year we'll be opening for sixth and seventh grade. So uh, we want to thank you all very much for having us be a part, and we look forward to having some of you just come our way and check us out. We're right downtown Plano in the um, historic art district of downtown Plano, which affords some great opportunities for us. Um, it's kind of a unique school. We have very small classroom ratios, one to 10. Uh, to where we really individualize instruction for our students. And so we're very excited to be here and be a part. And I especially thank you two ladies for allowing us to be here. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And of course, we invite the audience to uh, cheer, clap, nod, what mm -hmm. have you. So. Um. <laughs> Yeah, right. I need a good little sound bite. I know y'all have listened to the episode. It's okay. Yay for early childhood education. Yes. Yes. And this week, we actually are bringing back our marvelous mahogany moms of the week, and we are celebrating Denise Horge. Denise has been a longtime supporter of our show and recommending a number of mammologists to our Facebook group in weeks, recent weeks. She always continues to the conversation on a number of topics. This mother of one and one on the way is actually also the newly elected chapter president for Mocha Moms South DFW. Congratulations, Denise. Mm -hmm. Congrats, sis. And on to our show, Tosh. Yeah, so as I've always mentioned, let's just dive right into uh -oh. it. Today's topic, we are talking about entrepreneurship, um, turning a profit turning our passion into profit mm -hmm. and trying to monetize on that. Um, maintaining and creating a business can be confusing and frustrating, especially if you are a mom of mm -hmm. children, period. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. how many you have. As a mom, it's particularly challenging to balance that work and life um, <clears throat> Excuse me, responsibility. So we want to ask, and, and I want you know, our audience as well as our guests to think, do you or should you always turn a passion into a monetary business? That's the first question. What's your drive for becoming an entrepreneur? And we'll discuss all of this as well as questions from the audience um, with our panel guest, Miss Jerletha McDonald. Thank you. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you all for having me. I really appreciate being mm -hmm. here. It's a pleasure. Jaleesa McDonald, if you don't know, is a social entrepreneur, early childhood specialist, business consultant, trainer, and national speaker. She is the proud owner and director of Kitty Corner Home Learning Center 
and the founder and CEO of Arlington DFW Child Care Association. Jerlitha McDonald recently launched her highly acclaimed radio show and podcast. You're actually on which network again? The Fishbowl Radio Network. There you go. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. And um, Jerlitha's show, where she actually discusses everything childhood care um, and provides a platform for early childhood excuse me early childhood educators to shine welcome again welcome. Julie, to our show thank you all for having me yes <laughs> yes so like i mentioned let's go ahead let's just dive right into okay. it so what was your key force or your drive to become an entrepreneur i think i was just um forced into it you know, not like money, like it just, I just walked into it. Okay. Like said, I walked into entrepreneurship. Um, I was in the medical field. I was a lab tech at a highly reputable um, hospital here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And uh, you know how you go to school and I was struggling with my grades and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be, I wanted to be a nurse. That's what Ooh. I thought I wanted. That's what the key word, I. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a nurse and I was struggling with school. It was hard. I had to work long hours. But then I, um, I got pregnant and I was really sick and I couldn't go back to work. And so my husband was like, you just just stay home, and, you know, just chill out until you have the baby or whatever. So I was like, OK. And then I was started to keep kids, neighborhood kids. I'm Ooh. very crafty. My children um, were um, Kamaya and Tamiya probably were like eight and six at the time. And like I said, I worked a lot of hours so I wanted to raise my own children because my mother helped me raise my children a lot because I was in school and I was working all the time and so I was like well this time around I want to stay home a little longer but I needed to make some money you know we have Mm -hmm. a two-parent working household and so my husband came home one day and I had a house full of kids he said you need to start daycare (laughs) (laughs) that is your project that's exactly what he said right and so I looked it up online um well, I went to the Texas Department of Human Services and I see okay I need this for to start a channel I need this I need this so I, I went and did what I needed to do and then I changed my major I changed my major to early childhood development and family studies and I aced it I got all A's A's and B's all right okay. so I was like okay right. hmm, I'm good at you this. own something yeah so yeah. that's how it evolved that's how it started and I started my family home child care Nice. And nice. you've been in the business since? Um, 2006. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Nice. Yes. So, you know, we have a lot of different um, business owners here. Uh-huh. And what is something that child care providers are doing wrong from a business aspect? Not saving for retirement. Wow. Wow. I wasn't ready for that one. Okay. Yes. Not, I, I'm not saving for retirement because as you, well, as you know, or if you do not know, um, sometimes ch- um, child care providers are in staff are paid low wages. We are paid the lowest wages and we have the most important job in the world. It's not because of the business owner's fault, but because to run a high quality center, it takes dollars, right? Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of dollars and, and we, we need to provide the stuff that, um, the children need and that the parents are expecting mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and so um, you know when you crunch those numbers your salary is the biggest your biggest budget mm-hmm. in any business so you have to pay that and sometimes paying yourself and saving for yourself comes last but what happens we're taking we have like I said we have the most important job in the world we're caring for these children but when it's time for us to retire some providers are retiring with nothing mm. Yeah. 
So what do you recommend in the association that you're a part of? And, and But before I go into that, okay. talk to us about the association and how. why did you start that while you're owning your own business? Like, how did that go into this leap? Uh, to be honest, um, say, so the state of Texas requires, I, I'm a, I'm a family child care home provider. So it requires us to have 30 hours of continued education a year, professional development. And so we have to go out and get those hours somewhere. So at the time I was a student, um, I was a mom. And as you know, I'm a basketball mom and I'm very, very involved in my children's lives. So of course those classes are like on Thursday nights or something. Thursday night is basketball Mm -hmm. night or Tuesday night. I have to go to class. So I'm like, can these classes be on a Saturday? And so I was a part of an organization, you know, because I, I, I went to the classes when I absolutely had to. And I was like, you know what? Let's start this on a Saturday. And so it was no Saturday courses in Arlington where I live. So I was like, you know, I'm starting myself. As soon as I finish school, Always finding a I'm, yes, yeah. I'm going to start a class on Saturday. And I um, went and I invited everyone that I knew. I went on the website to invite other child care providers. And I said, hey, we're going to have it at the library. Come for the meet and greet. And we started with six people. And now we have a membership of 78. Nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, nice. because it was a need, like you yeah, said. Yeah, you feel, it sounds like yes. you feel the void. Yes. Feel the it void. was like, <laughs> I'm not the, I know I'm not the only wife. I know I'm not the only mom. I know I'm not the only student who because those nights are very important mm-hmm. I'm very big on family so I said I know there's a need for this and, and there is a need for this and they come every we meet every month and it's all she wrote okay wow cool, cool. Yes. let's go back to the the financial part of okay. it saving okay. for yourself you have to also realize, not you, but when people are starting a business, they're putting a lot of their own blood, sweat, and tears mm-hmm. and their own dollars mm-hmm. to that. Yes. So we can't understand how they may not have a retirement because, you know, as they say, statistically speaking, it's like the first five years is like the mm-hmm. hardest with, mm-hmm. with the business. Yes. So it's kind of my thing is, well, how did that building process, the building blocks for your, your business affect your home life, your family life? Oh, Ooh. well, um, ooh, that's a complex question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it did. Because like you said, when you're starting off in business, you're putting your all into that business. Mm-hmm. Your time, your money, you're investing into that business. So that's time, that's money, that's, um, you know, time without your family sometimes. So what I did was make it's a family business. Right. Oh. So my daughter that's here, she she helps out. You know, she has her CPR and first aid. She's trained um, to do, um, you know, the little that she can do mm. at her age. She's 17 now. So I'm working her just like she's an employee. Uh, my oh, husband. She on the payroll? Yeah, she is. Yep. She on the payroll. Exactly. Right. If you don't work, you don't eat. Right. So she's learning now, right? And then my husband, he's a big part of the business. He's kind of like, I guess you will say the principal. Because, you know, when men come around children, period, the atmosphere changes, right? And those children are straightened up. Even if you had a day from heck, right? And they're just doing everything. They call them Big Reggie. When Big Reggie comes to the door... Everybody's just like, I've been the best child all day. You know what I'm saying? But that works because he goes, he does the athletic program with them. So like I said, it's a family business. So once I incorporated my family into the business, it made everything all right because everybody knows this is for the good of our whole family, not just mom. You know, no, this is for all you guys. This is for all your future. This is your legacy. And so we all work together for the good. And and my my children are 
smart um, business owners. Okay. That's what I call them. You know, they're yes. business owners in training. Entrepreneurs in Entrepreneur. training, put it that way. Yes. Yes. So do you have like family business meetings? Like, oh, like how, do you, how do you differentiate? Okay, we having a family meeting versus we having a business meeting. Well, like. we're on a text. Right, and okay. so we're all on a text. So we text each other, especially my daughter's in college now, so she's away in Kansas. So anything going on, we we'll text each other, and um, they usually gang up on me. That's what I feel like. My <laughs> children and my husband, they kind of like you know, like if they want their way, they they all get together and be like, well, mom, you know, what I'm saying. But um, yeah, we just we communicate through text yeah. and also mm. talk, and also we pray. We okay. pray every morning. My husband hosts the boat. She likes to fight that. Because <laughs> I, I wasn't a morning person. Uh, I wasn't. Okay. But no, is that just I'm with the staff you. or just as a family at the home? As a family as with a the home, home. yeah. Okay. Every morning we get up and we pray and we do devotion every morning. And that's what keeps us together. Mm-hmm. A family yeah. that prays together stays together. All right. All right. And so yeah. with my husband being the head of the household, right, I have to, you know, and, and he's right. Prayer is all, should be first. It shouldn't be last. How does your daughter help the one that's away from college? How does she help your business? Girl. Okay. <laughs> so I know their strengths, right? Okay. And so Kamaya, she likes to work. You know, she will work for the common goal, and that's a check, right? Tamia, she knows how to run the business. So you have to know. No, wait, different which one's older? I apologize. Kamaya's the oldest in Kamaya. Kansas. Okay. okay. So she she will do the work. She can work and stuff. But Tamia, the one that's here in the audience, she is the one who will run the business. And little Reggie, I haven't figured him out yet. <laughs> he's 12 years old. And he's still doing, he's still he's trying to figure he's it out. Yeah. Yes, yes, he's like, yes. I work where you need me. Yes. Yeah, that's it. And my husband fills in all the gaps. All the gaps. He does the basketball practices. He does the carpooling because I'm 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 home doing the childcare. So without my husband, it would not work. Was he initially? Uh, was he very supportive of your entrepreneurship from the beginning? Yes, he's the one told me to go start business. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, you can be told, you, and then yes. and then you know how the reality hits, and they're like, "Well, yeah, yeah. And that's yes." Really what I was trying to say, you know, what I mean? well, I, I get what you're trying to say, but yes, it, it became like, "Okay, well, you're doing all this. What about the family now?" You know, so I had to oh. find, I had to find a um, work family balance, mm. and I'm still finding it because I am an entrepreneur. You know, an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs at heart, we're we're working, we're for to get out there. We're gonna type do it, a, right? We're gonna, yeah, I'm re- very mm-hmm. type A. Mm-hmm. So, but I had to realize I have a family too, you know. So mm-hmm. now I have to kind of step back and kind of incorporate my family into the business okay. because I, that's just me. I know that that's how I am. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm I'm finna go get it. But I have to know I also have a family too that needs me. So you have to find for any entrepreneur out there, I know you work hard, you're hustling, but find that work family balance. Okay. You have to to okay. make it work. Okay. Okay. So with that to to also segue then, um, what activities do you recommend entrepreneurs to invest in? Their self. Oh. Well, t- tell us more when you yeah, buy in their stuff. Okay, well, me- meaning their professional development. Okay. okay. They need to constantly be uh, lifelong learners. Everything is evolving. Look at Kmart, right? Yeah. Um, look at Blockbusters. Redbox came out, right? So if you don't innovate, you will die. 
right? Not you will die, but your business will die. So basically, innovate or die. So that means you have to continually perfect your craft. You have to continually seek out someone in the business world that can help mentor you to get to the next step. Don't just be stagnant. You always have to constantly learn. Find a mentor. Find a business coach. Not just any business coach either, because there's a lot out there. Oh, I can teach you this. I can teach you that. They teach you nothing, right? They just want you to learn it. Yes. Seek out and do your, and you have to research. Okay. Research a business coach or research a mentor who is doing something. They might not even be in your field, but their business is flowing because at the end of the day, business is business. No matter, my coach is not a child care provider. I was going to ask you that because, of course, in our audience here, we don't have a lot of child care providers. Mm-hmm. So you're saying your mentor is not in your field. My main business coach, no. Mm-mm. How did you find this business coach? Uh, I researched <laughs> online. Um, I, I went online and what I look for, I look for someone who is operating a fantastic, fabulous business, whatever it may be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like the, and I try to find someone that I can see myself in. But when I say that, I'm unconscious to say that, see myself in, but see myself becoming me. Mm. Not becoming them. Because a lot of people want to say, oh, I want to be just like them. You're not just like them. Mm-hmm. We're all different, right? Yeah. But I can. I like her style. I like mm. his style. So I know that I can kind of bring my business forward with that style. This Because everyone has a different style, you know? Very true. And right, so you right. learn from people that you like. Yeah. Basically, if you don't like them, you can't learn at all. Because I'm not, if I'm not interested in you, I, I can't learn from you. And so the leadership style pretty much transcends. Basically, yes. If you are a good leader, a good mentor, yes. it doesn't matter. It transcends any business. Exactly, know? yes. And one of my business coaches is Cynthia Neville. So I just want to give a shout out to you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Chef Neville. Yes, I sell. Yes, yes. Okay. If you had a chance to do it all over again, what would you do differently? Hmm. You know, probably, uh, maybe, I, that's a hard question. What okay. would I do? Over? Right. I don't know because, you know, I think everything is designed, but it is something I can, let me think of something okay. like that. Uh, think, think about that. I'll think we about that. Let's back. come back. Okay. come back to that. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. How how are you scheduling your day to day? Like when you get up, I mean, just give the audience an idea of like, are you getting up at like four a.m.? Are you getting up at three a.m.? Are you what is? Um, well, I'm a night. I get up at like three. I go to sleep. I, I'm an early bird, so I go to sleep probably about nine or ten, right? Okay. And then I always I get up every single day at three o'clock in the morning. And that's where my ideas flow. So that's that's my type of personality. I get up, but then I go back to sleep after all those ideas come out. <laughs> brain dumping. Yeah, I journal. You brain dumping. I'm brain dumping. Brain dumping. Okay. Exactly. I'm brain dumping. I'm, a, I'm praying. I may be reading, um, you know, a devotion or something. And then I go back to sleep and then I wake back up at six. But every night, that's what I do. But And then I schedule out my day-to-day before. So I kind of know what how my day is going okay the day before okay. mm-hmm. and then also i use my phone calendar right if it's not in my phone calendar you you might as well forget it because <laughs> if you're not on my calendar, because I, I do so much and so much is going on mm-hmm. that i need those constant reminders like okay. Oh, okay i gotta do this i gotta do that and that helps me keep center and also in my um my planner okay so as you were growing your business, what are some things you've learned along the way? And what are some things you want to do differently? 
I le- I learned how to budget. Oh. Yes. I learned how to budget my money. When I first started, I was a cash pay. People, um, parents paid me in cash, right? Okay. So what will happen what it would be is you'll get your cash payments on Friday, and then guess what? You got to go to the store and buy your kids something. You need $10 for a T-shirt. You need to um, get some uh, something. You go into the store. You're going out with your girlfriends or something. But And then Saturday comes. Guess what? The bank closes at what? 12? Mm-hmm. So the bank closed. Oh, I can't go to the bank, right? And so by the time, <laughs> you know, Monday comes, I may have like $1,200, but I only have like six. You see? Because I went and spent. So what I learned to is um, take um, um, electronic payments and it goes straight to the bank. I learned to get a business account mm-hmm. and have my money go to my business account and then pay myself. But that was all self-taught. I didn't learn that overnight. Okay. I didn't learn that mm. overnight at all. I, that was all so tough. Like, where is my money going? You know, when you do your budget yeah. analyst. So, yeah. Because you got this whole lot of cash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. you like, I'm going to get you. 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 I'm going to get and then your kids know. Kids know. Oh, I'm gonna get paid today. You know, kids know. They really do. Oh my! And so I, that's what I had to learn. So yeah. This, was this one of your first classes that you had with with your association? Um, no, it wasn't one of the first classes because I was still learning when I started it. You mm. know, it was like a it was like a process. So it was like I I, I was like I know I'm making the money. But where is my money going? So I was still learning that too. And then uh, when the association, when we formed, other women in the field were having the same problem. So we got together and we figured this thing out. Like, okay, look, we need to budget. Or if I didn't know someone who was doing this before me, there's one lady in my organization who really, really kind of trained me on financial management. She paid her house off early um, She because she went through the same thing I went through. And if we didn't get together to talk about it, I would have never knew it. I would have probably found it out. But she's like, no, this is what I did. And this is how I did it. And my house is paid off. And this is how I did it. Wow. And so that that is one of the most important things that I really treasure about our my organization, that we get together and we talk and we network and we do not compete. Because there's no, what are we competing for? It's a baby being born right now. Right? <laughs> right? Uh, it's a baby being born right now. That goes down to marketing. That's a whole other different conversation. Yeah, yeah. Right? I love it. I love it. We will take questions from the audience yeah. soon. But mm-hmm. um, um, what is your self-care like? Because you talked about making sure you take care of yourself when we talked about making sure your financials are in order. What is your self-care like? Sleeping. And oh, going wow. to sleep and make sure I go to bed. When I'm when I'm sleeping, I'm going to sleep. I'm hoping. I mean, I've been like that forever. If I don't get any sleep, I'm no good to anyone, right? Mm-hmm. And then I like to just take time to myself. Um, I, I I I'm very. I, I will say I'm blessed and busy, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm blessed in, to be operating in my gifts. But once I'm operating in my gifts, that's it. I'm going home. Um, I'm sitting down on my couch. I'm watching TV and I'm chilling. I'm not like so. That's kind of my self care, and also um, spending time with my family and my husband. That's my self care, and like um, and I like to read as well. So. Okay. What book are you reading right now? Um. Well, Michelle Obama's book. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Just okay. <laughs> the Bible. We like. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, what 
piece of advice, if you could give like a newing or a budding entrepreneur one piece of advice, what would you give them? To set up your foundation first. Okay. So when I started, I was a sole proprietor. Okay. Right? And so you could start a business under your name or whatever, or la, 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 la. But... The taxes are higher, right? Mm-hmm. The liability is higher. So someone, something happened, God forbid, I'm in a business that is a high-risk business. It just is what it is. So something, an accident was happening, a child breaks their arm or something, and a family sues me, she could take my house. Mm-hmm. She could take my car, right? Yeah. I mean, of course, the parents upset because, you know, I, I understand that. I really do. But at the same time, at the end of the day, I have to live as well, right? So if you set up your foundation, meaning setting up an LLC for your business, then if something like that arises, then um, they will sue your company and they can't take everything. So you don't know because sometimes you just want to jump out there mm. and do something. Mm-hmm. You can because that's what entrepreneurs do, mm. but be smart about it and do your research. So basically set up your foundation first, your LLC, oh, your wow. EIN, your bank account number, um, your bank account, your business bank account mm-hmm. separate from your bank account. Mm-hmm. and a plan, a strategic plan, and a business plan. If it's not a business plan, a proposal or something, something to where you can see your um, business blueprint on paper, right? And that's like a kind of a living document, actually, because all your goals and all your, um, you know, all your future goals are on this paper. And once it's in writing, you, it, it makes it plain. So don't just jump out there. So this is for the entrepreneur who wants to start a business, especially a family childcare business or a childcare business, write that thing down first. Write your mm. vision down and make it plain and then go by it and set up your foundation first. Okay. It will save you a lot in the end because I didn't sound up my foundation first at all. Mm-hmm. I just went out there and I just did the thing. Ah. Yeah. So, so you had to go back, back, if you will, and reset everything up. Yeah, actually. Was I'm, that hard to do? It's, it's really, it's not hard to do, but once you kind of have it all set up, okay, put it like this. My business right now is named Kitty Corners Home Learning Center, right? As yep. a sole provider. That's you. what my DBA says, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when I went to form it as an LLC, guess what? Somebody else has Kitty Corners oh, Home okay. Learning Center. Can, can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah. we can yeah. talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. Yes, let me tell Everyone you. Everyone turn their chair like, oh, <laughs> oh so, so let me give you uh, oh, what an okay. entrepreneur should do who wants to start the LLC. Get on that phone, call a secretary of state, the treasury, whatever they call it, and say, hey, can you do a name search for me? Right? And I was like, oh, sure. Right? I'm like, okay. That's a free search? Free. Okay. F-R-E-E. Free. That's my favorite word, right? <laughs> it's free. So you go on there and they will look it up right then and there. And so there's a company um, I think it's somewhere at Tech- Kitty Corner Academy. They have that's their LLC. So Kitty Corner, the first two names, knocks. Even though Mice is Kitty Corner Home Learning Center, that knocks it right on out. So therefore, I cannot brand it. I cannot. Uh, I just cannot go to the next. I can't make a T-shirt. I mean, I can, but for what? You know, they're not. I don't think she'll come after me, right? Because that—that's she. Whoever owns this company, that's their brand. But I'm just saying to move to the next level, yeah. to actually brand myself, brand my business. I have to come with my own name, and mm. actually, and also moving forward and growing in business. I learn. I, I respect that. 
Because I know how hard it is as an entrepreneur. You know how hard, mm-hmm. how hard do you guys work on all this stuff that you're doing? Well. Extremely <laughs> right, extremely hard, and it takes a lot of time. So as a fellow entrepreneur, I respect that. And so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna rebrand. I'm going to redo my whole business. And that way, um, other providers who are coming after me can see this is the way it's really done. And like I say, I want to really put it out there. It did not happen overnight. I learned this over time. Mm-hmm. So what I seen a Facebook post yesterday, and this is about money and compensation. I, you're paying me for what I have learned over 10 years that you can do in 10 minutes. So I'm worth that dime. I'm worth that coin. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so you see what I'm saying. So I want to do it to help others because I'm. That's one thing in our field. When especially if you're in the early care and education field, we are givers, we're carers. That's what we do. Um, and so I care about other people's success, and I want them to set it up right. And now, if I have these skills to do it, I want to pass that on to everybody else. Okay. And that formed another business. So what did you end up branding then with? Right. Well, <laughs> or I guess your LLC. Uh, yes. Then, I guess. So, um, uh, when I reopened, I closed my center, and oh. so when I reopened my home center, my new name is Nurturing Gifts Child Development Center LLC. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. So you just you, you just had a whole new name. I have a whole new just yeah, name. and I called yeah. and I asked and I said if it was okay, and it was, and then I went and branded and I made I formed LLC. Cool. 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 Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So what other challenges did you face along the way? Oh, man, you know, challenges, um, I guess, learn, learning best business practices. Okay. Because I'm in school, my degree is in child development and family studies. So I'm learning all child development, all child development. It was a few business courses in that. But for it, at the end of the day, it was basically child development courses. Mm-hmm. So I'm running the actual, not only am I running the child care center, but I'm running a business, right? So learning best business practices was a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Learning how to, where do I, what's the EIN? I didn't know what an EIN number was. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do that? What's a DBA? Why I, I go to the bank, I can't open up a business account because <laughs> I don't have a, a DBA, right? What's a DBA, you know? So I had to go and research this myself mm-hmm. and learn. So that was it, not having best business practices. So I want to say, if you are in the child care field, I will advise you to go out and take a class at the junior college, a business class, to learn how or go to the, your local SBA or find someone like me uh, that knows, you know, the business and, and really learn about the business side. Because it's more to, I can't say it enough, to run a high quality child care. You have to have a high functioning, sustainable business. You have to. It's just you just have to. Are you going to be like, oh, I have no money to do this? Now it's expensive. Chakra, it's expensive, but it takes those dollars to mm-hmm. to run it. Yeah, it just does. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll transition. Kind of, we have additional questions, but there might be some of you in the audience who have questions. So while you're thinking of your questions, um, I do want to acknowledge one of our other sponsors. Okay. Um, they're not actually here with us today. Uh, St. Philip School and Community Center, located in Southern Dallas. Um, basically, they are um, a school. <laughs> one of our audience members is very familiar with St. Philip's, <laughs> and um, St. Philip's is pre-K two through sixth grade. 
and growing the education of young students. So um, we encourage you to check them out. And we will, of course, we've had both of our, our sponsors in terms of their information on our websites and social media. And we will continuously post them um, today as well. So do our audience members have some questions so far? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Dee Dee. Yes. Um, you were talking about uh, specifically at the beginning um, about the importance of setting up retirement. Yes. What are some of the specific things that you used for you mm-hmm. to set up retirement for yourself? Well, at first, it was just a savings account, right? So just putting money up aside, so looking at my budget as a whole, and then putting what I can, you know, because like I said, sometimes, um, and, and I feel some staff or whatever may earn lower wages, or you or you have a whole family to take care of, but saving something, I find that saving something is better than nothing. Right. So look at um, just the government shutdown we had. Right. Mm -hmm. So those people didn't have any money. They didn't have any check. But if they would say just that they were saving, maybe because a couple of people did, you know, watching the news, my savings is about to go or whatever. But if you're saving at least ten dollars and you have a thousand dollars, that's better than nothing. So just start saving what you can um, will, will really make a difference. And once you see that number. Like, oh, I saved that much? You know, let me see if I can put this in a retirement plan. So I had a 401k for my old job. So I'm like, okay. And it's just sitting there. I didn't know what to do with it. I was like, well, maybe I could put some money in there or something. So call up that. I called up that um, organization and say, hey, can I put some money in here? Yes, you can. Actually, we want you to. We would love you to, of course, because money makes money, right? So they want to make some money, too, at the end of the day. So, yeah, that's what I did. I, um, I, I just started saving. And then now I know that I can get a, a rough IRA, um, uh, um, 401k. It's, it's options for small business owners that they can um, tap into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. What are some of the courses that you have have for your association? Like, Oh, okay. So, like I said, licensing requires us to have 30 hours a year. So, we have to have child development. We have to have health and safety um, and then health and safety that comes with like hand washing, um, your building safety, the premises of your um, building, um, um, making sure you do your fire, your fire drills, uh, making sure your fire extinguisher, you know, it has been expected. Um, what else? Uh, and I'm, I'm, so I'm in a home, so it's a little different from centers, but basically it's really the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little different, but the same. Um, let me think well, on top of my head. Um, child development, um, interactions with parents, how you interact with communication, mm-hmm. um, management, um, what else? Um, child safety, health, communicable diseases, because right now we just have the flu season. Um, four of my kids had the flu. They all had the flu. But that's common because yeah, I'm in a child care center. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? To tell you the truth, I'd rather have them all have the flu at the same time. Let's get it over with. You know, because yeah, that's yeah, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it over with. We got it. We're sanitizing. And then they come back. And then I get sick at the end of it. But <laughs> but we get through it. But, you know, um, the, child, uh, the Texas Department of Family Services puts in, um, it's called minimum standards. And the minimum standards is about, like, maybe, what, two, three hundred pages long. Mm-hmm. And all these different things. And they're designed to keep children safe. Right. So they come in to make sure that we are implementing the procedure. And, and like, let me address this. 
is the minimum standard. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's the minimum that you can do to keep these kids safe. But to run a high quality child care center, you have to go above and beyond the minimum. That's just the min. That's just that basic minimum, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to go above and beyond the basic minimum to make sure the children are safe right. in learning. So yeah, that's just like the. This is what you do to just to keep them safe. But it's up to you, your program, whether it's a center or a home, to go above and make sure that you're implementing practices that the children are going to be safe and that they're going to be learning. Right. Mm-hmm. Do our audience members any have any other questions? Y'all got quiet. Y'all like... Anybody? Oh, yes. Go ahead. I hear a lot about mindfulness in children, and I was wondering, do you incorporate any type of mindfulness um, training with the children or even in your association with the teachers in terms of being present and... You know, breathing exercises. What kinds of things do you guys do? Yeah, so I guess that will also fall into kind of self-care, too. So we did a um, workshop with Lena Pope and where we have therapists Mm -hmm. come out. A therapist came out from the Lena Pope Center to host a self-care training for the actual practitioners in our organization. And then she brought up all these issues. That was one of the best classes we ever had. And she looked at me and she said, you need to have more of these. Right. Because like you said, mindful, be mindful of what the practitioners are going through. But at the same time, we need to be mindful of what the children and their families are going through. So we have a complicated job. We have, Mm -hmm. like I said, the most important job in the whole United States, in the the world, in the world. world. (laughs) We have, I want to say it again. We have the most important job in the world because you have all these factors building up that's in our in our center that we are responsible for. So mindfulness is very, very important. Mindfulness is very, very important because at the end of the day, guess what? Something happened, we're going to be on the news, right? Mm-hmm. You guys, the public holds us to a higher standard, which they should, right? But at the same time, what standard can we hold the public to to make sure that the practitioners and the children are getting the academic services that they need, the appropriate services that they need, you see? Because if your child falls and hurt and scrapes her knee, you're going to be a mad mama, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my child fell, scrapes her knee or whatever. La, la, la. You know, but what, what is a community, I want to say, what is the uh, local government? doing to help ensure more than the minimum standards that child care centers are performing at higher standards, that child care centers practitioners' needs are met, that the children in their family needs are met. So it's a complicated sure. thing, you know? Sure. So it takes, when I say it takes a village to raise a child, it takes a village to run a child care center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Other yeah. questions? Yeah. And I have my homegirl in the back. Who's a ch- oh, thank you. Who's a child care provider? Yes, yes, yes. I mean, it does. <laughs> but it's the truth. It takes a village to run a child care center. Um, child care center, and also to the child care centers out there, you're not alone. Take advantage of the opportunities that your community has. Dallas Fort, we live in a great area. Dallas Fort Worth has a lot of resources 
tap into those resources. So in our association, um, Cook's Children are one of our partners. They they have two different organizations that work with us. They have Cook's Children Dental Coalition. Ooh. They gave us dental kits, toothbrushes. She came out and did a training on the importance of dental health and hygiene in children and, and also mothers because we're dealing with that too. Mothers who are carrying babies, their dental health is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Then we have Safe Kids Tarrant County, who does poison control safety. They do car seat prevention safety. Um, They do swim safety. And all these things tie into child care and early childhood education, right? And also we have first three years who are, they work with the mental health. That's their big thing is the mental health of children birth to three years old. So they come in, they do SIDS training for us. They do um, self-care training for us as well. Um, we have uh, child care associates, child care group that, w- that work with um, providers who are TRS providers, which is Texas Rising Star. That's a credential uh, provider, um, a center or a provider can have, and they come in bringing mentors. There's Head Start. There's all sorts of resources. There's the police, the um, you know, police uh, academy that can come out and do um, health safety trainings, um, active shooter training, and all these trainings are free. Hmm. Wow. So tap into your local resources. Nice. That's what I want to say with that. How do you, how do you tap into your local? Do you go to Google and say local resources? Pick up that phone and call. Yep. Mm. Pick I mean, up the. I mean, what do you call like? Called in your interest area, or so yeah. Is there a map like? No, it's it's really like, not a map. map. No it's map? not. So what I did was I sat back. I was like, I need somebody to come out here and do some SIDS training for me, right? Oh. And I need this training to be free. I have. I have a limited budget, right? The, my, my members in my organization, they pay a, a fee. But, of course, it, it doesn't cover everything. Mm-hmm. So I was like, hmm, who can do this training for me, right? And so I picked this, phone, I, this particular one I call Cook's Children. Guess what? Cook's Children has a department. That that pediat- pediatric department, right? Yeah. And this they're in their best interest to come out and train practitioners like myself, so that way they can see the rate, um, the infant mortality rate, the all that kind of rates. You know, I'm trying to say, you know, death rate, all accident rate go down. So it'll be for their benefit to come out and help us and train us. And guess what? For free. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, what else you got? So I went on the website. <laughs> <laughs> I went on the website. I found Safe Kids. I found the Dental Coalition. And what I'm saying, these resources are free. Um, it's free for us, but they yeah. have a budget for this. I was going to say, they may have yeah. a budget or they may have a grant written in if it's yes. a hospital. marketing dollars that yes. can go toward to the organizations. Yeah. Or people who are small businesses, like grants and, and things like that to help them grow. Exactly. And it's important for us to tap into these resources so they can see, oh, it's a need for this. I'm when I when I tapped into that actual resource and into that network that was like, we've been looking for providers. Yeah. We've been looking yeah. for you guys. Because at sometimes if within a year or whatever span they may they may actually lose that money yeah. if they don't provide yeah. the resources. They use it or lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Use it or lose it type yeah. of thing. So they want they exactly want mm-hmm. exactly and the police officers their fire department they love that type of stuff fire mm-hmm. firefighters and police they love children they do they really do and they're going to do this training for you mm-hmm. 
You talked about uh, a lot because I'm trying to make sure that those who are not in child care providers, okay, they're able to receive this information and translate it to their area. Okay, so I'm hearing a lot about you know um, looking at different resources, a PR. Do you have a team that's doing these things that for you? Because you're running a child care, you're uh-huh. being a child care provider, and I don't know how, how many people are on your staff for that. Two. Two. Mm-hmm. Taking care of how many kids? Um, I'm licensed for twelve children. You're licensed. So for I have an average between um, I average between six and eight children. Okay. Maybe in the summertime, of course, I, I can hit twelve mm-hmm. real easily. So you've got two staff members there. Mm-hmm. Then there's the association. That's up to 70 78 Mm -hmm. 78 providers. Who's doing what? Who's on base first, second, third? And how are (laughs) you? I mean, like, in terms of finding resources, like, who's in charge of all of this? Well, okay, I'm in charge, but I delegate, right? So, Mm. yes, I have an excellent team. I have a phenomenal team. Um, One of my team members is... Just so happens to be my cousin, mm-hmm. Danielle. So she handles all the administration part of it. Mm-hmm. And then um, a friend of mine, which is on my team as well, Dewana, she may handle the hospitality, phone calls, emails, um, the aura. She's also a center owner. She Ooh. handles a lot. So you, I, I guess we would say I'm the face. But behind this face is a hell of a team. You hear me? Wow. <laughs> that because I cannot do it. I got, and then also the ladies in my organization, right? They are phenomenal. And what I have learned over time is to seek out gifts, right? So I've been, why do you know you sit back and you watch? Oh, I know you're good. Rosemary's good with organizations. I mean, she's got looked at. We had a class, and she got all her information on Monday. So the next class on Tuesday, her binder was laid out. You hear me? With tabs and stuff. I was like, my binder look all scrappy. <laughs> I said, girl, you good. This is what you're good at, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to seek you for organization. And so I find ladies in my organization who have unique gifts. I'm big with gifts. And I always say, I, I, your, everyone has a unique gift. And when we work together, we can make something huge happen. All right, all right. And so... <laughs> You did see? So I was like, girl, can't you do this? So we host a big conference every year. Mm-hmm. Our, concert, our conference has grown, right? No way. No way I can do that by myself. No. This year, I was I was able to sit and get my makeup done in peace. And my team was just out there working. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. They went out there and they did. And we got great reviews. And that warmed my heart that they was like, oh, my God. Goodness. Well, tell tell the audience a little bit about your about the conference. What's what's okay. that about? Okay. Well, every year we host a early childhood and educators conference, and we I bring um, the best speakers that I can find. Last year I was we had the pleasure to have a Dr. Valora Washington, which is a CDA. Uh, she's the CEO of the CDA Council in Washington D.C. And Marika Cox Mitchell, who is the deputy chief executive of NAYC. The one I told you guys to join back there. Yeah. So she. <laughs> <laughs> she was, and they, these are really heavy hitters in the field, right? And I want the best of the best to come teach the practitioners in my area. So I, I said I'm throwing a high level conference on an everyday budget, okay? Mm-hmm. So it looks amazing, but our budget is not that fantastic, okay? So we pull out all the stops to make sure that the providers in my network are experiencing. High level conferences at an everyday budget, and they're putting it on. 
Mm-hmm. Tell, so, tell the audience and, and those that are listening where they can find you and reach out to you about mm-hmm. information and things like that. Okay, well, I'm on Facebook. My 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 public figure page came out today. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and that's Jolita yeah. McDonald. You can find that. I'm also on um, Instagram, um, uh, Miss McDonald 06. And then um, Arlington DFW is on there. And then also J- the Jolita McDonald radio show, which will be posted all from now here on out, it will be on my public figure page. Um, my Jaleesa McDonald show, and you also can find me on the Fishbowl Radio Network or Arlington DFW childcare.org. Girl, you're everywhere. I'm yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, you know, what days are you, uh, what days do you shoot, um, Air my show. Yeah, my show time. airs every Monday, but okay. this Monday it won't air because I I will be out of town, um, um, spe- doing a speaking engagement. But it hosts every Monday, and this month I was so excited. I did a Black History special on Black History on um, ECE leaders, Black ECE leaders in the field of early childhood education. Nice. That was wow. excellent. Very nice. Wow. All right. Yep. Well, we thank you. We absolutely thank you. Can we have a round of applause for Ms. Jolita McDonald? Thank you. And I'll say one more thing. Yes, ma'am. I just would like to say, acknowledge the um, practitioners that in the back. I met some early childhood educators in the back. And I just, every time I see early childhood educators, I just want to give a shout out to them. Because like I said, we have the what? The best <laughs> job in the world. The most important job in the world. And we are under-recognized, underpaid, and we don't get the respect that we need and I want to change that. Thank you. Right. <laughs> well, again, we absolutely thank you for coming out it's such thank during you. such a busy time yes. in your lives. Yeah. So we we really appreciate it. And thank you guys for having thank you Melissa and thank you Natasha. You're so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and you guys follow mahogany Mology if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> They're the bomb. And continue to let God bless you. That's right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, we also want to thank Mama Moore Gourmet Popcorn. Um, We actually couldn't really have done this part of our theme, if you will, without her. Mm -hmm. Um, She has provided our popcorn, which you'll enjoy throughout today. Um, If you're not here in person, you can definitely shop her online there in Arlington, Grand Prairie. And, of course, we've been... Um, letting you know her address and everything, but we will have that in the show notes as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Mama Moore. Yes. Mm-hmm. Please check out additional resources, our, again, the live event sponsors information and links in our show notes where you can find out more information about the um, our topics and the topic including today of entrepreneurship. So we ask that you rate and review this and other episodes or send us an email to Mahogany Mamology at gmail.com and then we can continue our conversation on our Facebook group or on Twitter or Instagram all of our social media outlets so um, until next time I'm Tosh and I'm Mel and we thank you for listening to Mahogany Mamology goodbye Woo!